Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, with my co-host, Corbin, and today we have the one and only Don Stallion, the CEO and founder of Gangster's Paradise. The true honor to have you today. It is great to be with you guys. So I'm actually the, the head of Web3 for Gangster's Paradise. Gotcha. You know, I see your face everywhere. So, I mean, it ma- it makes me really feel as if you're just the one who runs it all. So, it's it's nice to know that <laughs> you're mainly focused on the Web3 space, which now, I mean, makes the most sense since we see you all over Twitter, Discord, everywhere. So, well, I appreciate for one, that. I just want to say it's it's a pleasure to host you. It's a pleasure to be able to host Gangster's Paradise as well. We know that there's been a lot going on for you all, and there's a lot in the making. Uh, soon. We'll be seeing on March 13th, the second family mint following March 14th will be the public for that mint. Exciting to hear. There's lots of information out there and I'm just looking forward to diving all diving deep into all of it right now. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I just want to start off with, I mean, we've seen a lot of these dons and we've seen how you guys, from what I've seen recently, it's it's more or less been really exclusive to holders of five luchis and more, correct? So it's actually, we have the Gangster's Paradise Gold Member Pass, which is like our founding sure. member pass. You could think of it, I think of it almost like the, the Earthlings Founders Card, which was the inspiration for this, which, uh, you know, wasn't, uh, wasn't initially supposed to be involved with RevShare. For example, though, and actually RevShare was a question that we had debated on back and forth. Uh, but you know, after overwhelming, overwhelming demand for this from the community, we've recently made an announcement that the gold member passes will be in some way involved in Red in RevShare, which will be available to people in specific regions. Uh, so that will be region uh, restricted, and we're going to go into more detail about that in in the next month or so. Um, sure. But holders of this gold member pass, uh, they are invited uh, using a random number generator. Roughly every 20 days or so, we send out a batch of approximately 20 invitations to mint a dawn, regardless of whether or not you hold any of the other NFTs in our collection. Uh, the if, if you hold a gold member pass, you have you know roughly a 20 over 400-ish chance of, of winning. Uh, that's about the number of gold member passes in circulation at the moment. And, uh, and so the, so the Dawn collection is they're all handmade 3d one of ones that are fully augmented reality compatible, fully humanoid, uh, virtual reality rigged. Uh, there's five different file types in each of these NFTs. A lot of time goes into each one and we've not really gotten into what their utility is going to be or what the, you know, the ultimate utility for some of these, some of the family NFTs is going to ultimately be outside of the utilities that are already available. The only thing we've really mentioned with the Dons outside of, you know, these file types, their augmented reality capability and, and the, the beauty of them as art pieces, uh, they also get airdrops equivalent to holding, holding 10 of the original uh, Lucchese family. Uh, or the oh, Colombo oh. family, so they're they're getting so it's good to be a don, and that's yeah. uh, and and outside of that, outside of the augmented or virtual reality utility, 
We've got something very special in the works for both the family NFTs as well as the Dawn collections that's, uh, that's being developed now. There's certain things that I'd be happy to get in today and certain things that we have under development that I think are going to make us really difficult to compete with that I have to be kind of hush-hush about. But it's, it's going to be good to hold Dawn's and it's definitely going to be good to hold other NFTs in our collection too. Confidence is key. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you guys actually make your characters in? Like, what what type? Do you know what type of program um, that your your artist? I believe he's using Blender for the the characters. I'm pretty pretty certain it's Blender. Maybe maybe some other maybe Blender in combination with with other things. But I'm ninety nine percent sure it's Blender. Sick. Maybe maybe one day we'll see him on an episode of Blender Bros. Oh, he's he's been <laughs> on actually. Uh, so he's sick. Uh, so his his name on our website and on Telegram, which is where we typically communicate as a team, uh, is Yogi. But he is Hans Skybaka on Discord. Uh, so and on and on Twitter, I think. So he's uh, he's been on on some of those Blender Bros podcasts for sure. He uh, he vibes well with uh, with Panda and the other guys. Yeah, that's incredible. Who beans? Yeah. So I'm assuming these dons will be accessible in the art galleries as well as like say the poker lounges or wherever you play slots and all of these other metaverse games. I so assume th- yes. So that's a that's a great question. Uh, so we're using Spatialite.io as our framework, and I had a conversation with one of their one of their team recently, and at the moment they are working on having it such that you could take the GLB files. Uh, from these art assets and and plop them into into their metaverse engine. So that's something that's actively under development. The first rollout of of playable playable virtual reality content is going to be the Dead Pixels Ghost Club uh, artwork for Drop Four slash Four Point Five. We're making this this VR haunted house headquarters for them. Uh, a lot of time and energy is going into this, so folks are going to be able to walk around. Uh, in VR, or you know, you don't have an Oculus, you can use your computer or another device, uh, and check out the Dead Pixels Ghost Club artwork. Hang with other Dead Pixels Ghost Club NFT holders. There, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great time. But initially, initially, that platform currently won't support the upload of GLBs. But they've uh, they've made it clear to me that that's a really high development priority for them. So essentially, as soon as they have that finished, we'll you'll be able to take. The GLB files in uh, in the GP NFT, the Dawn NFTs, and play them in play them in the metaverse straight, uh, straight away. The other characters, uh, like the family NFTs, are not GLB uh, not GLB files, and those are going to be uh, called from uh, like a separate database that logs the traits, and will essentially be able to detect. Okay, you've got this NFT; it has these seven or so traits. This is what this is what's generated, but uh, the dons are going to be the first the first characters to be playable, say in our ecosystem. Sure, that's exciting. So before the dons mm-hmm. are playable, though, it'll more or less just be spatial characters. Exactly. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. All right. That's not bad because spatial is a really nice platform. I've realized, and they've continued to develop and grow that platform. I remember, like last year when we were on it, and we were checking out just a couple of different like spaces and stuff, and it was a lot lower quality than it is now. And you can just definitely tell the, the progress and the work and time and effort that they've put forth into it has definitely exceeded a lot of people's standards. And it's really making that metaverse feel come to life even more. 
Yeah, and they've been engaging with the Hedera community on a big way. I was on yeah. the spaces with someone from the Spatial.io team and the HBAR Foundation. So they're like really wow. they're like really engaging with the community. And of course the question gets asked, are you gonna have hash pack, are you gonna have HBAR wallet integration? And like they they made it they made that out to be a priority for them as well, or you know, certainly in their development queue. So rather than us reinventing the wheel and you know, spending a fortune to building a you know a custom backend platform for this stuff. If we've got a third party that's that's uh, that's making something quality, that's going to be able to have our characters integrated, and is going to be able to you know, ultimately support a Hedera wallet. There are other ways we could token gate stuff without having the wallet actually on the spatial side, kind of like what what Patches did for the music event that they've put on. Uh, you essentially have a token gating prior to uh, a token gating of the of the of the link say to gain access to something I, I think that's that's a that that's an effective approach but the the one one thing i did want to clarify uh the the virtual reality track and the casino track they're on they're on parallel paths that that will eventually converge so the, the we actually just released our first game uh for the community to play so if you're a holder of our gold member pass or if you hold like a number of, of the, uh, the primary family NFTs, or if you hold a Dawn, right now you have access to play uh, Gangster's Paradise Roulette on the Hedera testnet. And this is great. We wanted to expand it first to you know, our core community of holders and get as much feedback from them as possible. Um, like mostly it's been like it had some suggestions for UI improvements, like shifting some colors for certain things to just make things stand out better. And, you know, we're listening. We're in there every moment watching, watching for the feedback. We really appreciate the feedback. We've got a bug bounty going on as well. Everything seems to be going smoothly on a technical side, which is fantastic. But we want this to be like not just not just another not just another game. Not something that's a, like a Me Too or a copycat. We want this. Any any product that we release has to be ten x better than anything else that's currently available, or it's or better. We do something that we can be first at. So there's so beyond beyond say this first initial phase, which is rolling the stuff out on testnet. You know, maybe depending on how long the, the security review takes. Uh, in addition to this, uh, you know, having the community do the testing or having a a third party do you know make make sure there's there's nothing that can that can fuck up with especially when you're dealing with people's funds you can't uh you don't want to you don't want to leave any of that to chance you don't want to trust that your devs did everything right on you know the first or second go you want to have you know a couple sets of eyes on that uh and i think that uh that's necessary uh for 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 a project like this you don't want to just like release something and like hey yeah it's not been looked at by anyone else I don't think I don't think that that's safe, and we want to we want to keep things safe at Gangsters Paradise. So we're rolling that out. It's actually going to be not not VR roulette. It's it's playable like like it would on a mobile device. Uh, you can use your phone, you can use your computer, you use your laptop. Um, as far as like entering the casino, playing playing these games in VR, this this ultimately is something that uh, that we will work work towards. I although. As far as development priorities and where we're spending our resources, a lot of our resources are going into 
scaling out a number of different games in the casino space. That's like a lot of our, like say, development, uh, development horsepower and development resources uh, are going heavily into into having a full suite of, of games that's really high quality looking uh, and is fun and safe and easy to play. So that's that's our focus on on that front, and that's again emphasizing mobile, emphasizing uh, emphasizing desktop and and say laptop play. Uh, as far as VR for that, that would be like the like those paths can eventually converge, but for the time being, we think there's just I think it's just an objective fact. There are so many more people playing these games on mobile or playing these games on a computer versus a VR headset. I think the VR will be, for example, the Dead Pixels Ghost Club Gallery. Are there going to be hundreds of people rolling around there every day, like without a, without there being a special event? Maybe not initially, but if you were to say do, uh, let's say maybe a, a live broadcast from their HQ, maybe with maybe with the Alt Kings, say from from the Dead Pixels Gallery with their team, you've got you know hundred people from the community around in in real time, watching, listening, experiencing, look, vibing with the artwork, be able to see the artwork in you know a form that gives it you know proper justice and not just on a, a small screen in a truly immersive setting. I think that's going to be an incredible community building experience. And while Dead Pixels is the first project that we're that we're building this for, it, it's certainly not going to be the last. And I know Alt Kings is uh, is one of those projects that we're looking forward to uh, to building a you know the VR headquarters slash studio for in in the coming weeks and months. Exciting! I'm, I'm curious now to one. think about. Will these art galleries be intertwining with each other? So will I be able to jump from like say Dead Pixels to the Alt Kings or Dead Pixels to like Hangry Bar Boom Art Gallery? Like, hundred percent. Will there be? What was that? I apologize. Yeah, there's uh, there's portals. There's portals. Yeah. So there's oh, okay. in spatial in spatial there's portals between these platforms. Sure. Um, but beyond that, one of the things we're one of the things we're looking at doing. So there are. There are a number of projects that we're partnered with that I would like to get a, a some sort of gallery for at minimum as soon as possible. And as I, I don't want to keep people waiting three, four months uh, for these. Like we've had a couple dozen projects reach out to us and think like, okay, if you know, if the the Dead Pixels gallery, like this is like it, this VR, the VR galleries themselves take a lot longer to do than. Uh, the galleries we've displayed, like actually importing that into the VR setting, takes you know weeks more than uh, than the renderings we've we've shown. Uh, so what we're what we're looking at now is after this dead pixels uh, gallery is done, we'll make a like a larger a, a larger space that can incorporate unique sections for individual projects and not have you know, 25 different individual renderings uh, of something completely unique, just having rather sections within, within a larger complex. And, and that, that will allow us to, let's say accommodate a number, a larger number of projects in, in an efficient amount of time. And I think that'll be, let's say from just 
getting things developed efficiently perspective. I think that's gonna that's gonna be best and, and that way we can we can effectively onboard, you know, a couple dozen projects into our ecosystem with that. Yeah. It'll sure. promote the idea of more unity as well. Oh, that that's been the most fun part about this, man. Yeah. Is, is I interact with other project founders in the Hedera space specifically every every single day. Uh, like there, whether it's you know talking about them with with these galleries or some of the other collaborations that we're doing, a lot of great teams. We're very close to a number of projects in the space. Um, like Lehman Swap has been incredible for us. They've been a great partner. Um, we've had we've had others. Hangry has been an absolute chat. Uh, and there's so many, so many of these guys have, uh, for example, doing this gallery for the dead pixels, uh, was big for us. They were the very first gallery that we made. The first, uh, the first content that we as a team released for another project. Uh, and this was actually before we had, you know, gone the Hedera exclusive route. Initially, we, we had a kind of a multi-chain approach. Um, one of the founders was really keen on, uh, Solana as the initial place. Um, I had my biases were with with Hedera, and ultimately, ultimately we went with Hedera. Our first mint, and this is kind of the miracle of this. Like if it's if providence is real, this is an example of it. Our first mint was scheduled literally the day FTX was collapsing, and we minted on Hedera. We mint <laughs> that mint that mint minted out in about forty five minutes. We sold out. Uh, 1,337 NFTs in 45 minutes and had, and this was on Hedera. There was no, there was no crash on sure. Maybe H bar price may have gone down a bit. Uh, but, uh, but there was no, there's no bear market in the, in the Hedera community. People are, people were just as, just as ready to support a project that, you know, many viewed as it being a project that is for the, is ultimately a lot of what we're doing is for the greater good of the Hedera community, like with these galleries. We don't, we're not making any money from from that. Like that's that's a service that we are almost in every circumstance giving away for free to other projects as a way for them to promote their artwork, as a way to build you know strengthen our communities with with their communities as well. So it's a it's a win 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 all around, and I think it's a beautiful way uh, to to showcase. Uh, a gorgeous Hedera artwork. One of my favorite galleries that we've produced is the the Hangry Barbooms Gallery, and like it's all like everything from music uh, to to the setting to the three D objects that we made for that gallery. All of that was made in house by our team, and a lot of energy went into into that one in particular. And if you look at it, it's in in my opinion probably one of the greatest odes to the hangry barboons collection out there it's like you're you're in it you're watching it you could see a variety of the artwork in a relatively short period of time like displayed in a you know uniquely hangry way and and that one was a lot of fun so it's working with working with other projects in in the hedera ecosystem in particular has been has been an absolute pleasure and you get to meet a lot of really great people yeah it's like a monument <laughs> yeah yeah, two two things I, I really like that you guys are doing is the the strong playtesting before you release it to the public. Like you said, like it's people's money. People get very 
you know, particular when it when it comes to that. So having, you know, no bugs or any weirdness, I think will inspire confidence for people to you know play the games. Um, and also, too, I really like that you guys are segmenting the uh, the galleries per project instead of having one giant gallery because I can get very computationally expensive, <laughs> so to speak. So being able to custom tailor like all these little like all these smaller ones, mm-hmm. it's a really good idea. Yeah, as far as to, to comment on your first point, yeah, with testing, it would be, I mean, imagine if, if somebody had a loss of funds unnecessarily on the platform. Like, that's that's it. Why would they ever use it again? Like, I wouldn't trust that's it. It's newsworthy, too. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. trust that platform. If if I log into your platform and I lost HBAR that I shouldn't have lost, then I'm going to gamble it all away. That's, that's, uh, no, that's, uh, that's part of the fun. <laughs> but it's, not, no, it's just like real life. Uh, but, uh, but if you're if you deposit funds and then for whatever reason are not able to receive the funds that you're owed, like that that would be that's not that's not acceptable. And we could never go to pro- go to market with a product that had even the slightest risk of that happening. So extensive testing, extensive third party review, uh, you know, make sure everything is sound, make sure everything is verifiably fair, uh, and and we won't have any issues. So that's a that's a core part of our strategy. And as much as as much as I'm 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 keen to have this first game roll out on the main net, like I'm definitely I'm stoked for that. I think that's going to be a big moment for us as a project. Uh, you know, going through this this test that phase is is essential, and we're going to be doing this for every game that we roll out. So the the pace at which we roll these out, we'll probably put a new game on the test net maybe every week or two. Uh, at in, in say the as far as the frequency over the next over the next few months is actually going to be pretty quick. You know, we roll out these additional games. Maybe some of them will be maybe a month lag in between. But we've got a got a lot cooked. We've got a lot. Of, we've expanded our our let's say our development capacity by threefold recently. Uh, so we could build a lot of stuff outside of just the the game. There's a lot of stuff on the back end that's going to be pretty unique. That's going to make us really difficult to compete with for these other platforms. They're really, really difficult to compete with. Um, Believe it, and and that's going to be great. Like it's, and we've not, I've not actually talked about what that is specifically. And I've just had the first call with one of our team members, uh, uh, you know, really late last night, and he he's stoked as all hell. We've had, I don't know if you guys know Capoli. Uh, he's recently yes. joined our team as head of community. Uh, and he's been a, a absolute gem, absolute asset. And he's he is really really stoked for for what's to come on on that front. Uh, so we're not gonna. So there's certain things that we will discuss in advance, like some of the games that we're making, and then there's some other things that I really don't want to get front run, or I don't want. I know I know people are gonna try to take some of these ideas when they see them, but it's gonna be expensive for them to make. It's going to be time-consuming for them to make, and if they haven't thought of some of these things yet, uh, we want to have first mover advantage on Hedera with some of this stuff. Uh, so we've got to be a little uh, close to the chest with with that. Uh, but we're going to have the the pace at which we're rolling out games to the testnet is going to be is going to be mind-boggling for people. Uh, like we're again, we've got we've really expanded our our core development team for for this purpose, and it's. Like we we want to be we want to be first we want to be for a lot of these games we want to be best 
if there's a game that's already live, you want to be 10x better than them from a UI perspective, from an ease of play perspective, from a efficiency perspective. Uh, Reliability. From, yeah, and and from a security perspective, like all of these things, like are any of these protocols doing third-party security reviews on Hedera? I don't know. I've not seen any, but not to name names. But a lot of people are, you know, just trusting, trusting the teams, you know, trusting anonymous teams without any third-party review. Not a, maybe not the best idea. So I, I, that's why I think that phase of this is necessary as well. Because there's, there likely will be things that we just didn't think of that are going to be caught by these reviewers that are going to ultimately lead to a better and safer product. And we're going to avoid, you know, there being some bug that results in somebody, you know, losing some amount of HBAR. What I would say, though, as well, is like, definitely don't like deposit your entire bag into the platform. Like, you know, be, be conservative, like be, uh, like be cautious. Uh, but it's, uh, it will be, it will be very safe, uh, to use. Uh, and, and we've gotten any of those issues at the moment on the test net. Don, you're telling this to, to DGENs. Yeah. We, we don't know, we gotta, we don't know, we don't to, know how not to do that. It's, it's time to, it's time to DGEN out. Like that's actually, you know, go full DGEN. Uh, that's, uh, it's going to be a good time. Not financial advice. <laughs> Besides the fact, Gangster Paradise is ensuring safety and trust within everything that they are developing, which is truly, truly great to see. I'm curious now, I mean, you guys have two quality pieces of art with obviously the Lucci's family, the second family coming soon, the Dons that have been popping up here and there. But we also see these trinkets. And I've noticed that those have been being scooped up off of Zeus fairly frequently recently. I, last week I was talking with our other partner, Mark, and we were thinking about scooping some up around, it was around like a hundred H floor. And now it's like doubled that. And I'm like, God dang it. I should have just scooped then. But you know, I didn't. Uh, but besides bro. that, I'm curious what these trinkets are because I didn't necessarily know too much information back then. But I mean, now's the time I guess I can find out more. So one of our, one of our core objectives is to continue to provide value for those that are loyally holding our our NFTs and our ecosystem, those that have supported us, you know, a lot of people have supported people. Some people have spent thousands of dollars buying our NFTs, which is which is both humbling and uh, and you know, uh, hum- I think humbling is the best word for that because it's kind of like kind of like oh wow, this this guy is you know put you know a substantial portion of, of his of his uh, portfolio into the project which I'd never necessarily recommend it, it it definitely definitely leaves you with this feeling of responsibility to your holders in a big way so our our focus and our core ethos uh, and and I, I believe this comes through to the community as well just in our in our actions has always been to put our holders first you're supporting us. We're going to find a way to whatever it is, find a way to to drive value to the purchase that you've made. And one of the ways that we've we've done that is with is with these free airdrops, which are the trinkets collection. So whether you're say a holder of so whether a holder of a certain NFT or a certain number of NFTs participate in a certain mint, maybe participate in one of our partner projects mints we generate these these augmented reality uh compatible 
uh, JLB files that are these, these beautiful homages. So for example, we have like the, the ye old Lehman juice thing. It's a, a tribute to Lehman swap. So it looks like a whiskey bottle, but it has like a, the Lehman character on it. And, uh, or the, 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 the uh, poker chip trinket or the watch trinket or some of these other trinkets we're going to be rolling out in, in the coming weeks. Uh, so these are all, these are all free airdrops and are an additional way for us to provide value. Now, so uh, what do they do? Now, one of the cool things about building a game and building a variety of games as we are, is that with each piece of thing we develop, like we have, you know, essentially an area where we can provide, provide utility for various things. So we can continue to release trinkets and come up with interesting utilities for them. The utility for a lot of the trinkets that we see come online now, so this is, this is alpha uh, for the alt kings. Uh, these trinkets are used to token gate are going to be used to token gate various uh, Texas Hold'em and poker tournaments. So if you hold a one of the, the, the poker chip trinkets, for example, that, that's going to get you token gated access to a unique tournament that's going to have its you know unique set of prizes and uh, is going to be a good time. Uh, and this is something that we can you know have a variety of release one specific for various projects. For example, we have the collaboration trinket we did with with Lehman Swap. Uh, so you could think like, okay, if that's going to be used for a poker tournament, perhaps it's going to be used for a Lehman specific tournament with some sort of Lehman Swap prizes associated for the people and participants or people that have won that tournament. Uh, so we could do a lot of really fun things on that side. So uh, the trinkets, in addition to being like just gorgeous works of art uh, that you can you know view in augmented reality. They they will also grant access to to various uh, tournaments and events uh, for, for and that's that's basically what we have rolled out now. We'll be expanding as we develop more as our our game ecosystem uh, expands. There'll be other utility that we'll bring online for for other trinkets that we'll release in the future as well. That's exciting. Cool. I look forward to playing some uh, you know poker tournaments with these trinkets yeah. as you know that unique early access sort of entry. Mm-hmm. I uh, I actually have an idea of something you, you can oh, do with these let's as do well. It. I'd love to hear. Yeah. So, so I used to, um, I used to play VR games a lot, like years ago. And one of my favorite games was poker stars VR. And the thing I loved about it was just like how simple it was. Just, you're just playing poker with people, but like, because you're in, VR, you know, it was fun to uh, basically you could use the chips that you win in the game to buy stuff like cigars or rubber ducks. You can throw people's heads to try to get in their head a little bit. (laughs) I feel like it would be cool to have some sort of a a, an in-game commerce thing that doesn't necessarily have to be HBAR, maybe for people that, you know, don't don't have a lot of money or can't really like afford stuff just to just to drive some engagement. I think that might be that might be a smart play just to incorporate the trinkets you already have into them. Uh, maybe have it so that way, like you can only use, you know, cigars or cigarettes or something like a, a certain amount of times or you have like a lighter that might run out of gas or something like. Yeah, just a thought. You know, that's that's uh, not a bad that's one. really that's interesting that you say that. So we've we've not. A, I got to be careful with what I say on this front, but uh, let me put it this way. The idea of 
a marketplace that's centered around non-HBAR value accrual, say that's something that you could basically not not spend any HBAR on for lack of a better word, that's that's kind of in our internal planning. Uh, I like I really like the way you put it. I, I think I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to that again because I, I think we could definitely draw inspiration from that as well. Uh, but you know, something kind of similar, for lack of a better word, in mind. We haven't talked about that yet, uh, and that uh, that'll probably be you know a few a few months down the road. Like uh, most of the stuff that we're talking about are are you know weeks away from being released and. And beyond beyond that, anything that's like three months down the road, I don't want to necessarily get too. Uh, I'd rather focus on all like you know the things that we have in the near term, and not like promise these things that are months and months and months in the future. You know, we can we might even shift. The, the nice thing about you know about a lot of the stuff being in our internal roadmap is that as better ideas pop up, like our focus goes goes to those. Uh, and that's been another great thing about having Capoli on the team. Uh, he was an incredibly smart guy, incredibly knowledgeable in in this space, and like he's he's on the calls with us. He's talking with the uh, you know with the core developers, and he's had a lot of a lot of suggestions that have you know, kind of made even the, the founding team rethink our development priorities in the short term. And you know we've since you know triple down in, in certain areas, particularly on the, the casino side of things. Like it's, I, I think him joining the team brought a sense of urgency uh, to us to develop the rest of that ecosystem as fast as we possibly can, as safely as we possibly can as well. So never compromising safely, but there's no, like if we can, like if we could bring on some additional developers to, to build some of this stuff in parallel, just get that done faster, which we've done. Um, that's uh, that's ultimately gonna gonna make I think the community happier with us if they see a you know rapid pace of development for stuff. That's uh, that's very bullish. It's very optimistic. You could tell you oh, could tell that you know the project is building. Um, so I think people are yeah. gonna be really really happy with with the pace of development, the quality of of the game, especially relative relative to other games on on the platform. And we're gonna always always strive to perfect these. Over time, so for example, roulette will have you know this is version 1.0. We'll go on mainnet, and there'll be version 2.0, 3.0, which will mostly be you know anything we could do to increase the UI, uh, you know, experience, make make sure it's make make sure it's it's beautiful and stays stays cutting edge, and 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 you know remains remains the best version of that platform. On Hedera, I'd take it a step further, actually, for for Roulette, which I'd love to to give you guys testnet access to after this after this podcast. Um, it's thank you. I I think the way it's uh, I'm happy to my friend. Uh, I think the way it's set up from a just from a, a playability perspective, compared to some of like the, the blockchain casino games I played on the Polygon network, you know, years ago. Uh, this one I, I think actually has a much, much, uh, much better experience in a lot of ways. Uh, like not having to constantly queue up blockchain transactions. Like the cost, the the, the effective cost. Like you're going to spend less than an H bar playing roulette. You play roulette all day and spend less than an H bar playing. Uh, so it's a uh, it's 
uh, as far as the gas fees go on on Hedera. Yeah. Um, so that's a, so that's you know an, an important step that that I feel I feel we've we've fixed we've done in a unique way, and I think that this this is going to apply and this has actually come with a conversation I'd had with Monkey uh, some months ago about about poker. And he's really, he loves poker. He's monkey is the, the CEO of the previous project. Um, and yeah. he, the one thing he was saying is that like, if you have it be such that every time you place a bet, there's uh, you know, you have to do a consensus transaction and sign a signature. I ask it to be, that's not going to be a great gameplay experience, particularly with the tournament and people just want to click play. So we'll, we'll say the onboarding and offboarding of tokens is done. Uh, you know, deposit H bar deposit like Lehman swap juice token say, or deposit maybe another one of our partner projects tokens over time. Um, the actual, the actual, the actual crediting and debiting within the system is done on, you know, the games database. And then when withdraw function is called, it's withdrawing whatever the, whatever the database, uh, you know, has logged. Let's say you, Come with a hundred H bar, and you you know you put it all put it all on red and get you know two hundred H bar, and then you withdraw. So the that actual let's say you let's actually say you you come in with a hundred H bar, you deposit the hundred H bar. That's a that's a mainnet transaction. That's you then do let's say you you spin let's say you spin twenty times, and let's say at the end of that you're at a hundred fifty H bar net. Then you withdraw. And there's another consensus transaction withdrawing those H bar. Everything else is done on a positing the chips. Everything between the spin that's that's done on on the, the systems database. So it's got that almost like ease of play of the Web two versions of these games, which is I think uh, kind of something that some of these blockchain powered games are, are missing. It's like. If I've got to, if I'm going to play 150 spins of roulette and I have to sign a transaction every single time, sure I'll do it because I'm a DJ. A hassle, but it's it's a it's it's a hassle, and there's so many oh oh man so many times it would just be failed failed transaction after failed transaction was one of these polygon games I was playing, and it's like I had to restart MetaMask like 50 times. I mean I did it. <laughs> I was still playing like I was it was still a it was still net net. Like if you want to want to play on run online roulette, it was a fun way, a fun way to do it. Uh, but like that, that experience as well, was just like, is that something that people really want to do? You really want to be signing a bunch of transact, like the, a bunch of blockchain transactions on your mobile device while you, you want to, you might just want to like, while you're on the toilet, like go spin a couple, spin a couple hands. Uh, and, uh, I've been and, there. uh, and be done with it. You don't want to be, you don't want to be, you know, assigning things every few minutes. So, doing that in in a, a safe way is important, and and I feel like we've we've made a, a massive a massive step forward for this style of gameplay that I've not seen I've not seen other other like casino style games do, and I think it's really going to lend itself particularly to the multiplayer Texas Hold'em experience. Uh, I think that's gonna because it's gonna it's gonna like the the ease of use is going to rival the Web two platforms that that you know these Web three projects are often using to host their 
community tournaments. So they're, you know, they might have, you know, Web3 prize, some NFT prize. They're using a Web2 platform. One, because there's not any Web3 platforms like this in particular available on HBAR yet. And two, the user experience of the Web2 platforms is the 99.9% of the time better than the Web3 experience for these games. So I think we've solved we've solved that issue in in a big way, and it's going to lend itself to being a, a really a really friendly environment, say for for multiplayer and for for ease of use. And I think a lot of a lot of projects on uh, on Hedera, and I'd hope the All Kings would be among them, are going to be hosting per, uh, poker tournaments on on this platform, and they're going to see that it's you know as easy to use as these top web two platforms. Definitely. I know. I mean, this is something that we personally, the all Kings, we do a monthly poker tournament. And I know that if I'm able to find a way or say, use the gangster paradise protocols to have our own personal poker tournaments on your platform. I mean, that'd be, that's a win-win all around because one that's going to take the hassle away of, dealing with the H bars sending to the winners and stuff. I mean, whoever wins is going to notice because they won and it's going to show up in their wallet after they withdraw from gangsters paradise. And I think it's just the way that you guys are going about it is definitely the best possible way. And you took the words right out of my mouth right before you even said it, I was already thinking ease of use, you know I mean? If, as long as you're able to simplify it, the, the, the easiest possible way you're going to bring in the most people. Because I mean, I don't know about you guys. I love poker. That's it's a it's a sport in my eyes. I don't look at it as a game. I look at it as a sport, and I I play it competitively sometimes. But besides that, I look forward to that for sure. And roulette right now is exciting to see in the test net, and I look forward to every single other game that comes after this. It seems as if coin flip is next, and then followed by potentially blackjack. Who knows? Texas Hold'em Tons of stuff is, coming, Don. Oh, I'm, I'm so Hold'em. excited, man. Texas gotcha. Hold'em is next in the queue. And, and when you say, sure. is that the is that the game that you like to play most, Tate? Yeah, yeah. Poker Texas is Hold'em. my favorite. Yep. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of, of Texas Hold'em as well. Uh, that's probably my favorite. It's a sport, man. It's yeah, like, it's, you know, it might be luck of the draw at some points, but at the end of the day, you get to decide what you do with those cards, and you get to decide if you can try to manipulate your peers around you. So, I there's mean, certainly there's a hell a lot of a lot more of that skill. goes into it. There's a hell of a lot of skill yeah. involved with both. And anybody that thinks that that game is purely luck is not a not played against people that are really, they really good. They, that's why. They, they tend to, <laughs> like, if you play against a friend that's particularly good, they tend to, to take your their, your money from you. That's uh, that, That's been my experience. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a great yeah, time. Definitely. Like that's something I like to do with, you know, my, my buddies, uh, up here as well. We'll, you know, go to a buddy's house, put out a poker table and have a good time, uh, have some beers and, oh yeah and chill out. It's a, it's a good time. And to be able to have that experience with, uh, let's say the first, the first, um, actually, I don't know if anybody else has made like a multiplayer H bar poker. I don't think actually there's not one. Um, I don't think there is, so. it's not very good. Uh, if people would have heard <laughs> of it, um, but this is gonna this is gonna be the the first of its kind, and I think it's gonna. I think people are going to absolutely love multiplayer, and 
And one of these things we're most excited for is to be able to bring, say, projects like like the Alt Kings, bring their community onto this platform to host these community building events. We want to do cross community tournaments as well. Uh, get get as many as many communities in the HBAR space, and maybe even use this as a way to onboard projects. For example, maybe a poker tournament is incentive enough to have uh, you know an ETH maximalist or a Solana maximalist, you know, make a hashback wallet for the first time. So I think it could be an effective effective onboarding uh, experience as well. If you get people uh, invested in some of these tournaments or participating in them, you make can make the prizes high enough for for certain ones, and and now there's a reason uh, for for somebody to, to download that wallet. So I hope it's going to be a great community building experience, like being able to do this, you know, on you know a, a platform where you just connect your hashback wallet deposit your HBAR, you're good to go. Um, I think people are going to be a big fan of, of being able to to do that. And and you're right, as far as like distribution of, of things for tournaments after the fact, like this is effectively taken care of. Like if you want to do NFT prizes for tournament winners after the fact, it actually might be an interesting feature to just build in straight away. Like have a tournament thing where if somebody wins, you just deposit something in a wallet. But uh, that would, be, that would yeah. be interesting. But at the very least... Say you have a tournament and you have like a thousand H bar buy in or something, uh, and then at the end the end of the tournament, like the winner the winner has the H bar, uh, and yeah. uh, and that's how it goes. But you, I mean, you can have various you know various prizes for various places uh, uh, as well. I know a lot of these tournaments will have various NFT prizes for uh, for the the second and third runners up. Say, will it, will it be possible to? Token gate other NFTs. Yes. Say if the Alt Kings oh, yeah. host today. Yeah, we can do that. They're okay. No, we you can certainly know. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So let's say if we wanted to have a, an Alt Kings specific tournament where you have to hold an Alt Kings NFT, sure. um, we'll we will be able to do that for not not for every project that wants to do it because there there is some stuff in the back end we have to do for that, but for the Alt Kings and for you know some of our partner projects, um, we, we will certainly build that in. Yeah, we'll have a you know a dedicated Thank dedicated Alt Kings tab uh, where you can host tournaments, have an Alt Kings specific tables uh, within Gangsters Paradise, uh, and and have a and you know have even if you wanted to have a community table that was always live, that was exclusive to holders of your NFT, wow. we can have that live twenty four seven three sixty five. So. That's where it go. This is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun. And again, the the coolest aspect of this is being able to work with the other the other great builders in the space like yourselves and uh and you know create a platform that's gonna ultimately be a a fun community building experience. Like like I love I love playing poker, I love playing these online tournaments as well with uh with the community. Tend to tend to get robbed, but that's (laughs) that's how it goes. Happens to the well, best I appreciate of us. that, and yeah, it definitely happens to the best of us. What I mean, this is going to be, I think, a vital key to say just online sort of gambling, poker, whatever you want to call it, on Hedera and any other chain as well. I believe, I believe chains will really take this and like what you guys are doing into consideration whenever they want to develop on their own chains. Because I mean, we currently use just poker.gg or I think it's like poker.now, whatever you call it, and there's no sort of way of token gating these people unless I post up the link 
and you know, like a, an exclusive Discord channel that's only for specific holders. But then again, they could copy that link and send it out to their buddies if they wanted to. So there's no real way of like doing this unless I scroll through every single name that's in the participants and I make sure that they each have their holdings. You know, it's it's really a hassle. And as long as there's a way soon to be that you can token gate this experience, it's going to make the whole entire experience more real and just more genuine you know it's there's it's going to be it's going to feel authentic because you're playing against people who had that same like-minded experience as you and you know everybody's like-minded who holds that same exact nft but my very last question for you don is simply will gangsters paradise have their own token i know we kind of you know skimmed over this a little bit with kind of corbin's idea of having you know like a marketplace where we can kind of buy specific sorts of items for the in-game experience. But I mean, that, that, that alone, I'm just curious, will Gangster's Paradise have a token? If it's something you can't speak upon, I completely understand. Just wanted to throw it out. There. You know, it's interesting. You asked this question today because had you asked it two days ago, I probably wouldn't have gotten into it. Uh, but, but on last night's podcast or on last night's Twitter space, I did, I did, uh, drop a reference to the token. Uh, so yes, wow. in the background we are, this was, the token was never something we necessarily promised. Um, it's not, and one of the, one of the issues with tokens, so this is getting to some of the issues with tokens, especially NFT tokens. I hate NFT token, pro, uh, project tokens with the exception of dust that I get for, for, you know, the stake or you used to get for staking D gods. Uh, and growth. Very few, very few, and maybe ApeCoin, say, uh, you know, very few of these NFT. And that's what I'll say, just a couple statements. Like, the token is not something we're trying to drive value to. Like, I don't want to make any forward-looking statements about the token. Like, don't think that, like, it's not like our, our activity is not going to necessarily result in the token price going up. So that's like, just to kind of get the legalese out of the way about that. The best yeah, way to be. So no yeah. forward-looking statements yeah. about the token. But one of the issues I've had with, let's say, just speaking to NFT tokens generally, just in a broader sense, is I think they're they're generally highly inflationary. You're you know if you're just giving a bunch of tokens to let's say people people staking your NFT indefinitely. I, unless you have massive source of demand for for that token, you're gonna just you're gonna be left without a liquidity pool if you had one to begin with, uh, which maybe most projects don't. Um, we're taking a different approach with that. Our strategy around a lot of a lot of thought is going into the tokenomics, what it's incent what the token incentivizes say, uh, and what uh. And what it's used for uh, is not going to be is not going to be trivial, and I think it's going to become a really important part of our ecosystem. That's again not to say that the value of the token is going to necessarily go up. Like that's not like probably won't. Um, <laughs> but what it can do for the platform uh, is is going to be is going to be important. And I can't get into what that is. That's all that matters. So I can't get into what that is yet. 
Like there, there are certain things that I just don't want to get front run on. Uh, and yeah, of course, but it's going to, but people are going to, people are going to be really, really happy about it. And I think like you answered my question, Don, that's all that and, matters. And and I think also, uh, and just another, another question, just uh, in closing, like it, like a, with, uh, so with, with all the stuff that's coming out, like what a, like you have the Don collection, like the Dons are, are beautiful. Like they're clearly going to have special utility. You have these gold member passes. You know, we've just announced that uh, they're not exactly how they're going to be involved with RevShare, but that they'll be required for RevShare. So, like, so we there's a lot of a lot of excitement around the gold member passes right now. Their floor price had like recently gone up two three x. Um, I scooped one up before uh, that. Luck, lucky, that's a good call. So people are people yeah, are fading them, and uh, and they're like, oh, are these going to be involved with RevShare? And like we always said, like we. We don't know. We're going to look in to see if we can do this in a way that's that's compliant enough to you know to not be an issue for us. Um, and, and that's why I think this region restricting certain aspects of what we do is uh, is uh, an unfortunate necessity uh, in in this day and age with, with some of the regular the regulatory uncertainty. I mean, I'm I'm Canadian. I fear the U.S. regulators more than the Canadian regulators. Even I mean, I go to I go to the U.S. <laughs> frequently, uh, and I want to continue to be able to do so uh, unharassed. So we have to, of course, be uh, on good terms. Yeah, so we, we have we have to we have to stay up, above board with uh, with that in in every in every way that we can. Um, but it's. Uh, so there's been a lot of so a lot of hype say around around those those collections in particular. People wonder like what's the utility for for the you know for the family collections out, you know outside of the utility that's already there. They could be burned to make galleries. They could be burned for the dons. Uh, but like what other what other things you have planned? And what I'll say is, you know, uh, Rodon had kind of hit the nail on the head with with his suggestion before. And like that, so that's going to be really, really cool to see. One of the one of the recent development additions to the team is going to allow us to do some really cool stuff on on that end. Some stuff that maybe a month ago I wouldn't know we'd have the the bandwidth to do, and we're going to be doing it. So it's going to be great, man. Two months from now. Gangster's Paradise ecosystem is going to look night and day different. You're going to have a lot of a lot of games live on the main net, a lot of features and utility added for a variety of the NFTs in our ecosystem, and and it's going to be a good time. And those that have been you know loyally holding our NFTs, like it is our priority to continue to drive value. Happy to say that like all of our floor prices for for every NFT that we've minted is you know up at or around two x what we minted it for. Um, and HBAR has gone up in value since those since those mints as well. Uh, so that's uh, so that's been cool uh, to see. Um, and I think uh, I think with what we have what we have on the horizon uh, for the family NFTs, for the Dawn collections, for the Gold Member Pass, I think uh, I think people are going to be happy with what's to come. I'm happy. Same. I am certainly happy. <laughs> and I think that really sums up everything that we were really interested in. I mean, at the end of the day, Don, if there's anything else that you want to add on, Corbin, by all means, uh, 
I mean, that's it for me. You you really knocked it out the ballpark with everything that you're looking forward to implement into Gangster's Paradise and everything that has already been in, implemented. And so, I mean, for me personally, I wish you and Gangster's Paradise the best of success going into 2023. I mean, we're already about three months in and it seems as if things are starting to ramp up a lot more than people expected. And look forward to everything else there. I mean, we kind of teased a lot of Alt Kings, you know, Gangster's Paradise collaborations. So soon to come on that. But besides that, tons of great things coming, Don. Thank you for taking the time. And yeah, that's it for me. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Uh, really looking forward to uh, to working closer with you guys in the future as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Ned, uh, it's always always a pleasure seeing you in spaces. Anytime you hop on, it's always a good time. Those are, those are fun. <laughs> We've got a, I've got a, got a marathon schedule of Twitter spaces for this week, uh, in large part to uh, promote the Mint on March 13th or next Monday and, and Tuesday. And uh, we've actually got some whitelist spots uh, to give out to not only the Alt Gigs community, but also listeners of this podcast. So if you're one Sick. of if you're one of the first fifty people to to reach out to let let's say if you jump in the Gangsters Paradise Discord and you open a ticket with your wallet address. And you say, hey, I would like a whitelist for the Gangster's Paradise Mint. The first, and you just say, I heard you on the All Kings podcast. The first 50 people to to do this will get a whitelist spot. Jeez. Wow. Appreciate that. Thank you, I'm going to make sure that we tell nobody about that, and they better listen to the very end of this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. Let's go, guys. All right, Don. Well, Appreciate your time once again. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast, and we will see you all next episode. Peace. Nice.